Hey, 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 welcome to It's Me, Michelle Castro, the podcast where I'm committed to normalizing uncomfortable conversations and topics from a biblical perspective. How does that sound to you? Today, we're going to talk about, are you treating your marriage like your taxes? What in the world do I mean about you that? Well, let's get started and find out. Hey there, friends. Happy Tuesday. And I'm not really even asking for permission, but we're going to take a bit of a turn. And I don't know if this is a permanent turn or if this is just a blip on the radar, but my heart's desire is to really talk about what does it mean to be a Christian in today's day and age, right? And that is all-encompassing, right? It can go from when we wake up to go to sleep and everything in between all areas of our life. But one area in specific that is so important to me is our marriages. If you are married, it is a struggle. If you have been married, you know it's a struggle. Now, not everyone's marriage is hard, all caps, bold, you know, huge font, hard, Some, it's just hard because you happen to be living in close proximity with another human being. And that's awesome. You have other struggles. Maybe marriage is not it. For me, and I've shared little bits and pieces here and there, and I'm going to be sharing more. For my husband and I, it's been hard. It's been all caps, bold, hard at times. And over the last nine years, it has been a different kind of hard, but we recognize those areas that um, were some gaping holes that we needed help with. And it's so funny because I would have said, oh yeah, we got most of that under control. But the reality is there's a lot of things that I just didn't deal with. And a lot of that is within the realm of intimacy. We're not going to talk specifically on that today, but we will in the future because I know it is something that everyone, um, I shouldn't say everyone, but so many women, especially Christians, need to talk about because it's just not talked about. So recently I was given the opportunity to speak at our mom's group at our church. So I'm a mentor mom. If you're familiar with the MOPS organization, Mothers of Preschool Students, um, it's similar. We have our own thing. We don't do MOPS per se, but it's that same type of thing. And so last year I was asked to share my testimony with regards to abiding in faith. And so I did, I shared about our miscarriages and our stillbirth and so many different things. But one area I didn't really touch on was our marriage because it didn't, I mean, I could have made it work, but the Lord just really didn't have me speaking on that until this year. And then he was like, yes, this is what we're going to talk about because he's doing a bit because, sorry, my mouth is getting ahead of my brain. Hold on. He's been doing a huge work in me in this area specifically of intimacy. And as I was going through and preparing and putting everything together, um, I did a little comparison between taxes and marriage. And it's kind of funny. Nobody came here to talk about taxes, although we just sent ours off. Thank you to the extension. And because I hate taxes. I absolutely hate hate them. I drag my feet every single year. And I feel like there's probably one other woman out there just like me. In fact, there's probably a lot of you. And even those of you who understand taxes, you probably still hate it too. It's like, mm, not so much. It's like, 
those of you who don't have cavities, going to the dentist, it's fine. You know, it's not going to be a problem, but it's still annoying. So (laughs) if you feel like me, where I feel like, you know, you become an adult and all of a sudden you're supposed to, quote unquote, supposed to know how to do your taxes. We become adults and we're supposed to like, quote unquote, magically understand how to plan, prepare, and file them. And I think we can agree that that is absolutely not true. It's kind of like, um, kind of, but not really like parenting. You know, some people have a little bit more of an innate understanding. And while I would say the differences between parenting and taxes is we are born with an innate, especially as women, nurturing. Now, does everybody have that? No, not everyone. And much can be the same with taxes. Some of you were blessed with the tax gene. I was not. Math, numbers, all that kind of stuff. You love it. It's great. The only time I like math is when it is in a dollar sign in front of it and it's going in my pocket. Like, that's great. So we are not all equipped with this innate understanding, but we do have resources around us everywhere, right? You can read a book, you can do a Google search, you can download a program, you can even during tax time go to Walmart and find some guy that's situated between men's clothing and kids shoes and he's going to help you or she's going to help you go for it. You can find someone dressed on the street corner as Uncle Sam, you know, spinning one of those arrows, follow that, get your taxes done. Or you can do what we do and we hire a CPA. Go that route. Awesome. My point is that there is no end to the resources available to you. And I'm sure there's a thousand others that I did not even mention. But we would absolutely agree that it is important we get the help we need, no matter what level that is. If it's low threshold or you've got the CPA with the massive firm and the, you know, tax accountant and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. It is important that we utilize those resources. And even with all of those resources available to me, I still absolutely hate my taxes. And I wait until the very last possible minute to do what I need to do. And if I'm being completely honest, which that's all we do here, I kind of feel embarrassed that I don't really know or understand how like the whole process works. We get these things in the mail. I itemize stuff. We send it off to the CPA. By the way, I do not go and see. I don't take any of this. I don't want any of this. My husband came home the other day and he's like, oh yeah, he wants to meet with us because he feels like we can, you know, be doing X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like I I wanted to throw up. I'm like, I'm sick that day. What day is it? I'm sick. I can't do it. I don't know why I have this massive aversion similar to the dentist. But the reality is I know that if I would just take the time to learn about even some of the simplest tricks, my life would be so much easier and less stressful. And I don't mean tricks like ways to trick the government. I just mean like tips and tricks. Like how could I do this more efficiently and effectively? But we didn't come here today to talk about taxes because you don't want my tax advice. I think that is very clear. But, But what I am wondering is how many of you are treating your marriages the exact same way. How many of you are like I have been in the past and felt so alone in a marriage that has been, and maybe for some of you still is a struggle. And I mean 
struggle with a capital S, bold, the whole thing. How many of you have felt like you were, quote unquote, the only one who didn't imagine your marriage going this way, that way, whatever way it is, upside down? How many of you have felt that you are the only one who doesn't quite understand what intimacy within your marriage should look like? If you're like me, I was raised in a Christian home and I understood what God's order was. I really don't think we ever had a sit-down family meeting. I'm very certain of that. I know that that would have been all of our worst nightmares come to fruition. But it was very much understood that God's design is for sex within marriage. And so... I knew that, but it was this no, 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 no before marriage. And then you say, I do. And now it's this green light and you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do? But where do I even turn? So back to my tax analogy, there is no end to resources that you can be taking hold of to learn more about your marriage. I am not a reader, especially when it comes to like resources, like that kind of a thing. But when I was pregnant with our first daughter, I knew for myself, I wanted to have an unmedicated natural childbirth. And while my body might know what to do, my brain did not. And I wanted some information. And so I bought the book by Dr. Bradley, Husband Coach Childbirth. It was great. It explained a lot of things. And we are mammals. Mammals give birth to live young. And women have been doing it for thousands of years. I wanted to have a little bit of understanding in my own head of how that was going to go. And yet, for some reason, when it comes to marriage, we're like, "Mm, no, like I should know because I said I do. I took a six-week premarital class. We touched on nothing and we're good to go. I mean, heck, I have two daughters who have their driver's license. Their training for getting their driver's license was far more extensive than our premarital counseling. And any, I don't know what it is. Our pride takes over. We're like, well, I got this. I know what I'm doing because, you know, I'm all of 22, 23, 24, however old you were when you got married and you basically know everything. Not at all. So why is it that we get married and we don't utilize the resources around us? I don't know. My guess is Satan just takes advantage of our pride and really makes us feel like, "Mm, nah, you don't need to ask that person. What are they going to think? Now, to be fully clear, if the Holy Spirit lives in your heart, Satan can't get at you. He can't live in you. He can't do anything, but he certainly can lay mine, you know, landmines in front of you. He can put bumps in the road and, and doubt is one of those huge ones. And we start thinking, oh my goodness, what is somebody going to think if I go to them? And I'm like, we're struggling. I have a question. So for those of you who have talked to people, oh my goodness, I'm so proud of you. Good for you because I never did. Never talk to anybody. Uh, That's a lie. I talked to one woman one time because I was struggling with intimacy. I mean, it's a pattern. And her advice was so like, well, I just tell my husband that we're going to have sex every other day. And that's it. Like, And at the time, I was like, it just didn't sit right with me. And I was like, huh, yeah, okay, good for you. 
moving on. And I never really talked to anybody else after that. And so if we go back to my taxes analogy, there is no end of resources. And we would all agree that we need to file our taxes. We need to do it correctly. And correctly looks like a lot of different ways. You know, there's within the law, there's a lot of range in there. At least that's my understanding, but it's clear I don't know a lot about taxes. And I say that as far as like, there's no one way to be married, but our our guide is God's word. And I love 2 Corinthians, I think it's 5, 9, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 that says, hold on, of course, why wouldn't I have this out for us? 2 Corinthians 5, 9 says, whether you are at home, um, Bear with me. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him, God. Whether we are at home or we are at a, at or we are away. Good golly, words are struggling for me today. We make it our aim to please him, our God Almighty. And that is our marriages too. So friend, I want to encourage you. I'm keeping this short and sweet today. I want to encourage you of some ways in which you can start taking control of your marriage. And I don't mean controlling your marriage, but stop putting your head in the sand like I have about my taxes and start doing things to really um, enjoy your marriages. And if your marriage is great, awesome, awesome. That's fantastic pour more into it. Pour, find find ways that you can pour into your marriage. Maybe you can um, be that resource for a younger married couple. So number one, find ways to pour into your marriage. Maybe that's going on a date, taking a 10-minute walk, um, you know, or taking a few minutes out at the end of the day and just talking with one another, hiring a babysitter, going away for a night, meeting up for a lunch date. I don't know, get creative. But what are some ways that you can pour into your marriage? There's a lot of free ways. There's a lot of, you know, you know, you can run the gamut of super inexpensive to super expensive, whatever, whatever works for you, but you don't have to have money to pour into your marriage. Um, number two, if you need someone to talk to, find someone. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal someone to you. Here's what I know. God loves marriages. God loves you. He wants your marriage to thrive, not just endure and not just be there. He wants it to thrive because he wants to use our marriages as a vessel that points back to him, right? That gives honor and glory to him. So if you go to the Holy Spirit and you say, Holy Spirit, Father, God, I am struggling. Can you bring somebody into my life who I can speak to, who will speak truth to me, who will breathe life into me, into my marriage, straight from God's word? Do you think the Holy Spirit is going to help you with that? Yes. Because what I know is if one of my kids came to me and said, Mama, I am really struggling with fill in the blank, whatever it is, and I need help with that, I am going to find the resources for her. Absolutely. Even if it's like, I'm struggling in math, we're going to find a tutor, right? Or we're going to sit down together. We're going to, we're going to do that. How much more does our Holy Spirit, our Heavenly Father want to do that for us? And number three, friend, pray for your marriage. Pray for your husband. Pray, 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 pray. If you have not yet purchased Jody Burns' book, Praying the Scripture for Your Marriage, do it. Absolutely do it. 
actually, you don't even need to spend any money. You, I mean, I would buy the book, but you can go onto her website and she has so many free resources. In fact, I'm going to link one here. I'm going to link her 31 days to praying for your marriage. She has a little calendar printed out. It's free, magic word, free. Um, and you can start praying for your husband. And here's the thing. Maybe your husband's not saved. Maybe he doesn't want to pray. That's okay. You can pray all of these things. You don't need him to pray them. I mean, sure, it's nice, but you start and see what the Holy Spirit does in your life and stop treating your marriages like I treat my taxes. You aren't supposed to know everything. We are meant to live in community and do things together. So if you need help, pray for wisdom and discernment that the Lord will direct your path to the right person to talk to. Not Facebook. You're not blasting him on Facebook. You're not sharing it with all your girlfriends. You're finding a wise, older woman who can help you and walk with you through that. Dear Father, I thank you for our marriages. I thank you for these women who are here. I thank you for the resources that you have given us. Your word, first and foremost. Your Holy Spirit who lives inside us if we are your children. Father, our husbands. Thank you so much for our husbands. Lord, give us wisdom and help us to pour into our marriages because what if, what if we just took time to improve upon our marriages by 1% and maybe it starts with us. Maybe we are the one who has to do this. Maybe our husband is not even aware of the things that need to change. It's okay. It's not our job to tell him. It's our job to pray and you're going to change his heart, Lord. It might happen tomorrow. It might happen next year, five years, 10 years. I don't know, Lord, but you have called us to love you and to um, love our husbands. Give supernatural love to those women who do not love their husbands right now. Marriage is hard, all caps, bold, hundred font, hard. Lord, give her a supernatural love that only comes from you. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to speak on this, to talk about marriages. And I I pray, Lord, that you would give wisdom and discernment to each woman who is listening and that you would bring an older, wiser, godly woman into her life that she can be vulnerable with, that she can share things with, who will give her biblical, godly counsel. Lord, give me wisdom and discernment for the direction of this podcast and how you would like us to proceed. Lord, I just... I thank you so much, Lord. I love you and I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for this opportunity. And in your son's name, amen. Friend, I pray you have the most blessed day and whatever you're doing right now, pray for your husband. Right now, pray for him. Thank the Lord for him. I started working at Anthropology. It's so much fun. But I was exhausted. Literally, I worked four hours and I was beat. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait a second. My husband goes to work every single day. I called him up and I was like, babe, thank you so much for going to work every single day. Because after four hours, I'm done. And this is just for fun. Like, I'm just doing it for fun. He's doing it and he's providing for our family. So I say all that to take a minute to thank your husband. Thank him. Even if he's a a jerk today, thank him. Say, babe, thank you so much for how hard you work for us. Find something you can thank him for. Okay, friend, love you. We'll see you next week. Really quick, before you go, would you take a second to subscribe to the podcast? 
wherever you are listening right now, go find out how you can subscribe. That way you're not going to miss a single episode. And secondly, if you like what you're hearing, would you leave me a review? A five-star review on Apple Podcasts would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.